you're doing your best and it may not feel good enough, but you're still their world and it's more than enough for them. Because that was one thing I remember I saw it somewhere on Facebook where they said, if you feel like you're failing as a mom, that means you're doing your job right because you care enough to worry about failing. Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining me at this episode of Mom Talks with Krista. I hope you're having a great week so far. So this week, I wanted to replay one of our most popular episodes. I know we did something similar last week, but I was thinking like, Our community has grown so much since some of these episodes have originally aired. So our top two, like most popular, I wanted to uh, reshare with you guys. So this episode today is all about relactating and boosting your milk supply. We had Miranda Aiken on and she talks about how she was able to produce breast milk for her adopted son. It's an amazing story of, I mean... First of all, fertility, her adoption process, working with a friend that became a surrogate and then boosting her milk supply. She did a lot of work and she's going to talk all about what she did. And like I said, still to this day, it's one of our most popular episodes. So I thought I would go ahead and reshare it because it has not lost any of its touch, its value, its importance, basically. I was just so, so excited for Miranda to come on and Guys, I got to remind you, this was almost three years ago. So a lot has changed in the show. A lot has changed. I mean, in my interview, I guess in general, so be kind, but yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a really, really awesome episode. Yeah. It's kind of cool just to go back and and re-listen to some of these. All right. So, and of course, at the end of the episode, stick around for our mom tales of the week, where we share your responses to some of our questions we post on social media and we got to go in for you. All right, guys. And without further ado, enjoy this episode, this very special replay episode with Miranda Aiken. Today I'm here with Miranda Aiken, who's going to talk all about inducing lactation with her newly adopted son and to share her story and everything that she has done up until this point. So Miranda, starting off, if you just want to introduce yourself and just kind of tell us your story. I'm Miranda. I have a beautiful four-year-old daughter and a very new, almost one-month-old son. I have been married to my husband for seven years. We had to do infertility treatments to have my daughter. We did infertility treatments almost exactly a year ago and that failed. So we dropped about $15,000 on infertility treatments that failed. And then we got into the adoption process. And it's got us where we are. So you started your induced lactation. You started that process months ahead of time to kind of get ready for it. What was your process and how did you do that? I followed the Newman-Golfarb method. We start with birth control to mimic pregnancy for quite a few months. And they say that anywhere from six weeks on up, stop the birth control. And along with the birth control, you should be taking some form of hormone lactation inducing something, either the Raglan or Domperdone. I chose Domperdone. 
to go into that a little bit, Reglan kind of crosses the mental barrier a little bit more. So if you're suffering from anxiety or depression, it's more likely to amplify those. So I chose Domperdone and was on that until about 13 weeks before I was born. Got off the birth control, up my dose of Domperdone, added in a few herbs like goat's rue, blessed this, all that stuff, and started pumping every two hours for 30 minutes. And continued that up until the day he was born. And then as soon as he was born, latched him on, and that was that. Wow, that's so amazing. I think it's something that many women need to hear that it's a process and that it can be done. And I think that's so cool that you knew you had a goal and you just did it. I never got a full supply. I'm making about half of what he needs now. The birth mom pumps for me and gives me some of her milk. So I supplement, this is my system here. This is called a lactate. It's a SNS or supplementary nursing system. Mm -hmm. And it's got a straw here that goes into the breast milk and then a small tube here that leads in to his mouth. And then as he's sucking on my breast, he's sucking the breast milk from the tube as well as from what he gets from my breast. So then he's not getting like nipple confusion either by like switching yep. to the bottle. He's always on you. Exactly. That's he's awesome. Helping my supply because I was making about nine ounces a day when he was born. And now I'm out to probably 12 to 13 ounces a day. So inducing lactation, a lot of the things that you can go through, the steps and stuff, can be applied to low supply. A lot of the medication or the herbs that I take, if you have a low supply, you can also take them and have them help your supply. It's possible to even relactate if you stop breastfeeding when they were like six weeks old, they're now six months old. It's a lot easier for a mom who's given birth even that recently to use these same kind of steps to get their milk back if they want to. I wish more hospitals and lactation consultants and doctors would preach the word of an SNS tube and how great they can be if you want to breastfeed and you're not quite succeeding. Yeah, I just say the first time I heard it was when you mentioned it as well. I had never heard of that. And I think that's so powerful what you're just saying because I hear so many moms talk about how either if they didn't have milk right away, the doctor right away was like, here's formula or... Maybe they did for a couple months and then it wasn't coming in. So they were told just to use formula anyway. So I think that's so cool that you're saying, hey, at any point you could reinduce your lactation and just knowing that it's kind of back in the mom's hands. Probably helps too that his birth mother, you said, lives close by or you have a good relationship with her that she pumps for you as well. So doing that helps too that he's still getting breast milk as well. Oh, for sure. The first couple days he was born, we didn't see her for a few days and she was just stocking up breast milk for me and he hadn't pooped in a few days because Mm -hmm. my milk, I don't have the colostrum and the colostrum is a natural laxative. So I didn't have all of that in it. So as soon as I went over and got that and the first feed, it was like within an hour and a half later, here he goes, a couple days worth of poop. (laughs) Woohoo! But it's been great having her milk because it's been age appropriate milk that I'm able to give him up until now where it doesn't matter as much and I'm taking in other donors. This podcast is sponsored by Mommy Knows Best. Are you looking for a lactation cookie that's not only effective but tastes good? Mommy Knows Best offers an assortment of lactation cookies, brownies, and our newest ready-to-eat lactation cookies, perfect for our on-the-go moms. We offer six different flavors, including a dairy and gluten-free option. And let me tell you guys, you would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you. It's, it's so good. 
Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies, traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code MOMTALKS at mommyknowsbest.com. That's M-O-M-T-A-L-K-S for 20% off. You mentioned now you have another donor. I know you can go through milk banks as well. Is that something you've done before or you got a recommendation from someone? This one was a friend of a friend. A friend of mine used her for her own daughter before she turned one. And she says, I still have semester breast milk if you know anybody that needs it. And so she gave me 150 ounces. But once I run low, I'll be going through human milk for human babies or eats on feets or eats for feets or whatever it was like that for my state and hope to find somebody that will continue to supply. With my daughter, my milk didn't come in until five days after I had her. And so I was pumping like crazy along with breastfeeding. And so I ended up saving up a couple hundred ounces and had them in my freezer just in case something happened with my supply again. And then I went through uh, human milk for human babies and I found somebody else on base. This was when my husband was still in the military and was able to donate to her. She used it through an SNS to feed her daughter. I keep hearing about milk banks out there that are just really helping moms in need. So that's awesome that you were able to give to someone. It's one of those things that if you have extra milk, consider donating it. A lot of people are like, well, I can't donate to the hospital because they have all of these rules and regulations. You can't be on any medication. You have to be this, that, and the other thing. And they are fussy with it. I mean, they have reason to be, obviously. And they don't know what to do with the milk. And a lot of times it'll just sit in their freezer for years on end or they'll throw it away. But if you have extra milk, look up human milk for human babies and whatever the other one is for your state and donate it because there are so many moms that need the milk. Babies with certain allergies that they can't have formula that they're living on breast milk and there are very few donors that are donating right now. Yeah, that's such an important message because I think so many moms feel like they don't have another option. You've really helped open up and show people that that's not the end. There's so many other options for you to... So I always like to have each interview kind of end with fun thinking questions, I call them. So if you could have a billboard made today where you could share one tip with moms everywhere, what would you have it say? You're doing your best and it may not feel good enough, but you're still their world and it's more than enough for them. Because that was one thing I remember I saw it somewhere on Facebook where they said, if you feel like you're failing as a mom, that means you're doing your job right because you care enough to worry about failing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing with me today. I know I'm excited to share it with everyone because I think a lot of people will be inspired by your message. Just, you know, there's always options out there and just to listen to their gut about a lot of things. So thank you. Thank you. I love sharing this because I've inspired moms and it makes me so happy because I've loved breastfeeding the two years I went with my daughter and now the month with him and it's such a great journey and such an amazing bonding opportunity. If I can help somebody get back to that, if they really want to get back to that, that is my goal. Fed baby is the best baby, but if you want to breastfeed, I want to help you breastfeed. Awesome. I love that. I think that's so great. I think that's just a message so many moms need to hear. 
Alright guys, it's time for our Mom Tales of the Week. And this is one for all you nostalgic people out there. I know that's me. I love nostalgia. So here's what we asked you guys this week on our social media. Name one thing from your childhood that kids these days wouldn't understand. AKA, what's something that makes you feel old? Because I know every time I see one of these, I'm like, wait, kids these days don't do that? Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm getting old. It's fine. It's fine. All right, here are some of our favorite answers. Number one, Michelle Shin, waiting forever for the VHS tape to rewind because somebody forgot to do it right after finishing the movie the last time. Oh my gosh, be kind, rewind. Don't you remember? Kids these days won't know Blockbuster. The, the thrill of going to Blockbuster on a Friday night with your family or your friends and picking a movie and oh, it was so much fun. Now you just turn on the TV and you pretty much get whatever movie you want. They'll never understand. Okay, number two, Taylor Milberg. Having to hurry and run to the bathroom or the kitchen during a commercial break because you couldn't pause or rewind the TV. Yes, oh my gosh, I remember this so much. I like forgot about that until reading this. You would like hold it if you had to go to the bathroom until the commercial break and that was your time to run. But oh no, if you and your siblings all had to go, you had to fight over the bathroom because you didn't want to miss, you know. Because at that time, if it was on TV, that's the only time you could see it. You couldn't like watch a rerun later or you didn't know when a rerun would even come on. Man, that brings me back. Number three, Marissa Chapa. Having to wait for a specific time of the week to watch my favorite show. I had to be home every Sunday at 7 p.m. to see the new Simpsons because if you missed it, then good luck catching it again. Now you can see it anytime, any day, as many times as you want. Yes, that was kind of like what I was just talking about, how like if you were watching a show, that was your one time to watch it. You didn't know that years down the line it would be on Netflix or whatever. So I remember when I would watch like Serena the Teenage Witch, I would have to watch it at 4 p.m. to watch the new episode. And if it was a rerun, you're like, oh, okay. I didn't know it was going to be like this rerun, you know, and you never really knew what you're going to get. But if you had a show, you had to watch it at that time. Man, Kids are really missing out. Number four, Kelsey Littner. I'm going to try and raise my kids similar to how I was raised, but my stepbrother never played outside. He only played outside on the computer or watched TV. That won't be my kids. They're going to play with chalk and have a jump rope. They're going to know the pain of getting a Razor scooter to the ankle. I don't care if they play video games, but they're going to play outside too. Hey, that's a great point. I was just talking to someone about this. When we grew up, we were always outside, like always outside. I mean, summers especially, but even in the winter, we were out there for hours. I remember building like castles and building castles. That's not what you call them. <laughs> Igloos. Whatever. We were building snow castles, igloos, and we were out there all day long. I remember going in like until your, like staying outside until your hands were numb, going in, getting hot chocolate. We were outside so much more. And now I don't see kids outside near as much. I do sometimes, of course, in like certain areas, but not, not as much as you used to. My neighborhood, I maybe, maybe see a couple kids outside. Yeah, so get your kids outside. Let's get outside. Number five, 
Stephanie Nicole, waiting for your favorite song to come on the radio so you could record it on a cassette tape. Oh my gosh, this brings me back. I would literally, I had my boom box. I was trying to think of what it was called, a boom box. And I had blank cassette tapes. And when they would play my favorite song, I would record them and be my own little mixtape. And sometimes I'd get part of like a commercial on there and they'd be like talking about like the weather or something. And I was like, it's fine, but no, the next song's gonna be really good. And I would just record over, record over until, you know, I got sick of it. That'd be really fun to find that. I probably got rid of my boom box, but Oh my gosh. And now we can literally just play any song we want. Number six, Chanel Schultzkamp. Playing outside until the street light came on. Yes. I didn't have this rule in my house because we lived on a cul-de-sac. So as long as we stayed like around the court, we could pretty much stay out for a while. But I do know some kids that live further that when the streetlight came on, they had to go home. I think my parents, the streetlight came on, they had to go home. But I totally remember this. I mean, we were out all times of the night. Like you could not get us inside in the summer, like night games, all that, all that good stuff. All right. Number seven, Daniela Tinoco. That's a fun last name. All right. Having to wait for your pictures to develop only to see you blinked. <laughs> Oh my God, this is so good. I remember finding a camera, and this is when Polaroids, or are they? No, not Polaroids. What are those even called? I don't know, old-fashioned camera? Disposable, there we go. I had a disposable like from the summer, and I went to take it in. I was like, I'm so excited. These are gonna be amazing pictures. And I, it was like when they were still you know, out and stuff. It was before like digital cameras. And I think I had like two good pictures. Like they were all like blurry or someone was blinking, but it added a little bit to the time. Like it was kind of cool. Like some of those pictures now are like so meaningful to me because like, yeah, part of it might be gone and it might be a little fuzzy, but it shows the time and it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Okay, number eight, Wanda Tansy. Waiting for internet to dial up. Also, everybody being in on the conversation with no phone privacy. Okay, wow. So those are two big things. Okay, first up, waiting for the internet to dial up. Yes. I literally remember we had our, like, family computer that you could, like, log on to, like, AIM. And <laughs> and sometimes it would not dial up. You know, you'd keep hearing the dial up and be like, come on, who else is on the internet? Like, you know, at that time we only had the one, maybe two computers that could go on the internet. Yeah. And then everybody being in the conversation with no privacy. Yeah. That's when people would call and say like, hi, can I talk to Krista? And so you'd go on the phone upstairs. Like that's when we had the cordless phone. Uh, we had one cordless and one with a cord. And so if you were on the phone upstairs, someone would come in and be like, um, Krista, I need the phone get off the phone. You know, it was, it was so much fun. Just really a good memory. But yeah. So like, and you know, if you had like a crush on a boy and they called your house, they'd be like, um, can I talk to Krista? And then it was never, it was like, Oh, who called you? Who was that? You know, maybe that's good. Maybe that's good. You know what? I think we should encourage to know who our kids are talking to on the phone. Yes, of course. Let's encourage that. Okay. Number nine, Celeste Sickles. YouTube to MP3 converter. 
Oh, she, she lists a lot. Okay. Maybe I should break these up and go one at a time. YouTube to MT, MP3 converter. Yes. That was a little bit later. That was more my probably college years. When I found out I could do that, I was like, I can do what? I can turn these funny YouTube videos. Um, I did a lot of like skits. I did like SNL like skits to MP3 so I could listen to them when I ran. I would burn them onto CDs, of course, because I didn't have like an iPod. I'd burn them onto a CD or for my car drives. Loved that. Snow days. Um, I think kids still get snow days. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think kids still get snow days unless she's talking about, you know, since 2020. Um, I know more kids have access to doing school at home, which man, that, I'm sorry, that sucks. That, you know, there was something so cool about having a snow day. You know, you would, you'd either play out in the snow all day or you just watch Christmas movies. I remember one time going out to breakfast with my family and then we went to the mall. So I don't know how bad of a snow day it was, but we still did that. So yeah, I wonder if kids now just can log onto their computer and do school from home. Because if so, I mean, you know, wait, let's bring the snow days back. She says burning a CD, which I kind of just talked about. YouTube to MP3 and then I would burn a CD. But I burnt CDs all the time. That was... That was probably high school. You know, if you like really liked someone, you'd burn a CD for them. Your best friends. We all had like CD mixes, you know, with our friend group and stuff like that. It was kind of fun. And silly bands. Okay. Are silly bands the things that they're like shaped like an animal and then you put them on and it's a bracelet? I'm going to look that up. I can either think of that or it's those slap bands and maybe that's called a slap band where it looks like a nail file and you hit it and then it goes around your wrist. I don't know if either of those are silly. I'm going to look them up. What is a silly band? I was right the first time. Yeah. So they're like these little animals. Okay. For people that are watching, I'll show you. It's these. It's little animals that turn into a bracelet. I don't think I had these. I think these were too young for me. I mean, I don't know what year they came out, but I never had them. Ah, that was so fun. That was like a really fun trip down memory lane. I want to do this like every week, but I know we can't. You guys would get bored of it. Uh, so maybe we'll do it again in the future. But thanks everyone that submitted their responses this week. I always have so much fun reading these. Yeah, and we'll have a new question for you guys next week. So check out our social media. We do it on our Instagram, Facebook, and in our Facebook group to get your take on motherhood. And yeah, thanks for watching this episode and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.